Welcome back to this week's episode of Arizona Mysteries of History. This week we are talking about the Mogion monster, or Mugion. Mugion. Ugh. <laughs> yes. This is our once-a-week podcast every Thursday, where we talk about things and happenings and events. Stuff and things. Stuff and things. Yeah. That go on in Arizona. Last week, uh, we talked a little bit about Slaughterhouse Canyon. So this week is the Mogion Rim Monster. So... Set the scene. It's the early 2000s. Young Flex Chambers is a Boy Scout. Yes, sitting around a campfire. Sitting around a campfire. So I heard this uh, actually when I was uh, when I was at Scout Camp. I was at uh, Camp Geronimo, which is where the story takes place around that area. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, kind of located by Payson and Strawberry, Arizona. For any of you that are familiar with that area, you know where I'm talking about. Um, but. Uh, so, yeah, we heard the story one night. They told us this campfire tale, and uh, it went a little something like this. Legend tells of a prehistoric tribe of natives who, for untold reasons, turned on their chief, exiling him to live alone along the rim. The chief called upon the spirits to help him seek vengeance upon his former tribe, and he was turned into a giant hairy beast. He murdered the members of the tribe, and because of the gruesomeness of the murders, the spirits cursed him to wander the woods for all time in total solitude, protecting the land from anyone who would try and settle it, forcing him to be alone. For many years, the legend had been forgotten until an Arizona pioneer named Bill Spade built a log cabin on the land adjacent to what is now Camp Geronimo. Spade was attacked late one night by the monster who left no trace of his victim, but for Spade's face, which was torn from his body and left hanging from a tree to ward off any who would ever try to settle the area again. That's morbid. Yeah, it's a little creepy, huh? It is creepy. He lost his face. They, they, and this is the thing they tell around campfires to young children. Yeah, I know. Hmm. For what purpose? Hmm. I, you know, I actually scared a kid. I, after that, I had left a little bit early and I, I sat around the corner. And I jumped out at this kid. He, like, fell on the ground, like, crying. Yeah. He was so scared. I felt so bad. I wasn't expecting that response. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I think I killed him. Like, Why do we do these things? I like, like, But everybody does it. Like, I remember I when I was in Boy Scouts, Cup Scouts, and everything, like, all these creepy campfire tales. Like, why Why do we Why do we want to mess up our children? <laughs> like, They're fun what is tell. the drive to do that? They're just fun to tell is all. So that's uh, that is one version of the Mogion Mogion Rim Monster Tale, but there are many, many, many variations. Uh, I remember reading one that it was a young boy who disobeyed his father, the chief, and he was told not to go out into the woods, and he did. And because he disobeyed his father, the spirits cursed him to be a beast. Which, you know, seems a little extreme for a punishment for disobeying your father, but... That seems like something that, like, your mother would tell you when you're not doing your chores and your dad's not getting home. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that sounds like exactly where that came from. If you don't do your chores, you're going to turn into a giant hairy beast. Did you ever hear about that kid who didn't listen to his mom and dad, and then he got turned into a monster by the spirits, and then he's cursed to wander around the rim for a while, and they're like, okay, I'll do my chores. Right, right. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there there are so many variations of, of this story... But they all essentially date back to what is believed to be a real, actual creature wandering the Mokeon Rim. It is the southwestern 
Sasquatch, as described by many people. Southwestern Sasquatch. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, Southwestern Sasquatch. He's got a little bit of a country twang when he when he growls. He's got a cowboy. Hat. It's like grar. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the the stories date back. Uh, the earliest sighting was recorded in 1904 in the uh, the Arizona Territory uh, along the Grand Canyon Rim. So that's when the stories of the Mogollon monster originated. He was described as a giant, hairy beast, much like uh, people describe... Uh, Bears? Well, you know. <laughs> I mean, not for nothing, but yes. I'm playing skeptic <laughs> right now. Um, so basically, uh, what we were talking about was uh, that it's the southwestern um, Sasquatch, really. So I, I love that. <clears throat> like, Why not just call it the southwestern Sasquatch? Maybe That sounds so much more fun and know. approachable. He probably likes street tacos and... All kinds of other stuff, and that's what makes him different. He's, right. Yeah. Well, he's well, omnivorous, supposedly. Yeah, so he would like street tacos. Right. He's Probably be delicious. some cilantro and onions in there and some... Just bring him out of hiding. You know what? You could just leave a trail instead of breadcrumbs. You just leave a trail of Strail, mini street, street tacos. tacos. Yeah. I don't think they've tried that yet. I feel I, like this would work. I think that would work, yeah. I do think that would work. I'm going to call somebody about that. Anyways, getting back to it. So his, you know, uh, the the physical characteristics of this creature, what they're claiming, it's uh, supposed to be over seven feet tall. Um, He's bipedal. So what that means is that he has a bicycle and (laughs) he's got (laughs) two unicycle. He's got two bicycles. (laughs) Uh, No, that means basically it just means right. He walks upright. Right. So he over seven feet tall, inhuman strength. Now, if they only run into him, how do they know he has inhuman strength? You know, this. I mean, you'd have to assume that something that's seven feet tall would just be stronger than the average bear. Well, naturally, because, I mean, he isn't human. So anything, any strength that he would have, even if he was weaker than us for some reason. It would be inhuman. Right. Right. So uh, large eyes that some claim to be wild and red its body said to be covered with long black or reddish brown hair with the exclusion of the chest face hands and feet and it the claim is that it has strong and pungent odor described as that of dead fish a skunk with bad body odor decaying peat moss and the musk of a snapping turtle the musk of a snapping Bro, turtle. i just want to know like the person that made up the descriptions of all these smells like how many things i've never smelled i've smelled like one thing on there like the dead fish and the skunk. So, too. And what? Decaying peat moss. Never smelled it. The musk of a snapping turtle. How do you know that? What is a musk? I don't... Like... Who goes and smells the snapping turtle? Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, what is the musk of a snapping turtle? You know, but, like, what they what they describe, though, like, his description... You ever watch that movie way back in the day? It was called uh, Harry and the Hendersons? Mm-hmm. What if we've just rendered an entire species extinct? One of a kind. This thing could really be worth something. I don't believe you just said that. Well, oh, come on, Nan. It's all in how you look at it. Yeah, that's what he reminds me of. Like, because he had the red hair and the bare chest and... Yeah. Which is kind of ironic because when you think of like humans, we're hairless everywhere else except for for the chest, men mostly. A lot of them, yeah. Right. And the, it's like the reverse. But yeah, anyway, it's like it is basically the Yeti. It is, it's a giant Sasquatch 
It's it's Bigfoot of the Southwest. Indeed. And he likes street tacos. You he heard it like here first. <laughs> Kidding. Pretty sure of it. Um, they say, you know, as far as his behavior goes, they say uh, he's uh, nocturnal, omnivorous, uh, very territorial, and sometimes violent. Um, it's generally reported to walk with wide, inhuman strides, because he's not human. Uh, leave behind footprints measuring 22 inches in length. That's massive. That Actually, is a massive foot. Yeah, that's nearly two feet of f- for a f- one foot. Right. <laughs> um, let's see. They mimic birds, coyotes, and other wildlife, emit unusual whistle sounds, explore campsites after dark, build nests out of pine needles, twigs, and leaves, and hurl stones from locations that are hidden from view. <laughs> The creature has also been said to decapitate deer and other wildlife prior to consumption, and in numerous reports, the monster has been said to emit a blood-curdling scream, <coughs> described sounding like a woman in great distress. Accounts of the creature regularly describe an eerie silence prior to the encounter and an appreciable stillness in the woods that commonly surrounds predatory animals. You know, one of the things that has struck me, because I've read a couple of the descriptions and like watched a few of the videos of people trying to investigate like there was one of the one of the videos i was watching they heard like these bird noises Mm -hmm. and the the investigator i'm not going to mention his name but uh the investigator was like you hear that that's how you know it's him and he was like to me it sounded just like i mean a regular bird so if you can't see him making these noises how do you know it's not just a regular bird making those noises right if you can't see anything Right. Yeah. That's that's why I'm like, you know, some of this stuff I'll bite. I'll bite. I I'm sure there are like cryptids out there that we have not ran into. Why not? I right. mean, we discover new species of bugs, thousands of them a day. Same thing with fish. So why not? I'll bite. But like I mean, we still have indigenous tribes exactly. in the world. Well, there was there was this tribe in uh, um uh the Amazon that made themselves known like not too long ago, a few months. Oh, that's back. when they uh, killed that. Uh, what is it? That that priest, the or whatever, missionary, that went out to go out there. Right. For that even though they were told not to go out to that island. Right, and yeah. it, like this tribe has never before like interacted with the outside world. So it was, you yeah. know, but so I, I, I'll I'll accept that there's probably maybe some sort of Sasquatch type creature walking around out there. But it always seems to me that some of these investigators like make up things to suit their theories. Oh, absolutely. Cause to me, if it sounds like a bird and you see birds, it's probably a bird. You know, if it walks like a duck, it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. Right. But the fact that they say, look, it sounds like this, it imitates this. If you don't see it imitating them, then how do you know it's imitating them? Yeah. It's just my, but the footprints can't explain that. I mean, unless somebody's, really going out there and making these footprint footprints by hand just for an elaborate prank. Yeah. Can't explain that. Exactly. The uh the deer is being decapitated and everything. Eh, that you could you can explain away. I mean, when animals die in the wilderness or if they're taken down, you know, the uh predators go for the softer spots, which would be like, you know, the necks and the stomach and so I mean, that's that's explainable. So, I don't know. I honestly don't know, but I'm I'm curious. I am too. Love to go out there and investigate. Get our faces ripped off. Yeah, probably. Huh. I hope not. Um, but you know, <laughs> face off but against the Mogion monster. Ever hear that we got our faces ripped off? Know that that's what happened. That is what happened. <laughs> not anything else. Yes. <laughs> so the reported sightings of this creature 
are predominantly around the Mogollon Rim, but not exclusively. It's been sighted outside of that area. It's more of a general, like, you know, southwestern U.S. kind of thing. So he's lesser known than, he or she, is lesser known than the, uh, you know, the New Jersey Devil and the Bigfoot, but... The Jersey Devil. Right. And uh, Chupacabra still is more well-known than the Mogollon Monster. Oh, yeah. But it's another one that's out there. And there the, the sightings have dated back all the way to 1903. The oldest known documented sighting of the Mogollon Monster was reported in 1903 in an edition of the Arizona Republic in which uh, Will Stevens described a creature seen near the Grand Canyon as having long white hair and matted beard that stretched to his knees. So... That sounds nothing like some of the other descriptions. Sounds like Dumbledore's running around. I was just about to say, it was either Dumbledore or Gandalf (laughs) (laughs) running around in the woods. Um, It wore no clothing, and upon its talon-like fingers were claws that were at least uh, two inches long and coated in gray, gnarly hair that also covered his body. Uh, He later stated that after he discovered the creature drinking the blood of two cougars, it threatened him with a club and screamed the wildest, most unnatural scream he's ever heard. Huh. So, in this version, the first version of the story, he uses tools. Yeah. I don't know. That, to me, his description sounds a lot like, you know, just somebody who was left out in the woods too long, alone. Yeah, it sounds like he was, like, out there by himself on a bender drinking, like, mash liquor with no food. (laughs) Maybe. Nineteen oh three. So that could you know, that could have been him like super drunk and his wife was yelling at him in his front yard and he had no idea. <laughs> you know? There was another earlier uh documented sighting that was reported by a cryptozoologist, Don Davis, uh during the mid nineteen forties. He was on a Boy Scout trip, again with the Boy Scouts, uh near Payson, Arizona, of which he gave the following account. Quote The creature was huge. Its eyes were deep set and hard to see but they seemed expressionless. His face seemed pretty much devoid of hair, but there seemed to be hair along the side of his face. His chest, shoulders, and arms were massive, especially the upper arm, easily upwards of six inches in diameter, perhaps much more. I could see he was pretty hairy, but didn't observe really how thick the body hair was. The face and head was very square, square sides, and squared upper chin like a box. Interesting. Yeah, so the descriptions vary, seem to vary almost with every account. Yeah. You have descriptions of him being very hairy. You have descriptions of him with just a long beard. You have descriptions of him as like a redhead or a brunette. Is anybody, you know, with these different descriptions, we want to play conspiracy theories. Has anybody thought that they're all seeing the same species, but just different creatures, and there's more than one? They're like hiding out. Like, that's really like, it looks like this, or it looks like this. And it's like they all actually saw something, you know? Or even creepier, what if there are multiple species? That would be cool. And they're just, they, they're good at hiding. Right. You know? There's like 10 different versions. Well, because they can live out in the most remotest parts of the wilderness where nobody goes. You know right. what I mean? Like, back, that, back back then, too, it was a lot easier. It would have been a lot easier for it to hide. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because it was very unsettled at the time. So. Yeah. I mean, it's still, when you think about Arizona, a lot of it is. You know, there's still a lot of open land that's just mm-hmm. out there. There, I mean, there's a lot. So I really love this state for that. But. Yeah, no, it is. It is great. It does have like wide open spaces. Yep. for sure. And it's got varying different types of terrain. You get desert. You've got the, uh, you know, up towards snowflake and everything. You've got the mountains with all the t- beautiful trees and stuff. So there are plenty of places for a creature to hide out, even today. 
Yeah. Even today, I mean, there's so much national forest out there that it's conceivable, especially when you take into account caves and cave systems even. There could be an entire subterranean Mogion monster society. That's not, dude, that... Why not? It could, why not? <laughs> you know, we're right? talking we're talking crazy conspiracies. Not every human has the same color hair. Not every human has the same amount of hair or body shape. Well, right. Who's to say that it's uh, not any different for the Mogollon monsters? There are caves up there. Right. You know? Right. So. Well, there's a lot. I mean, Arizona, New Mexico, and Nevada all have huge subterranean cave networks. Yeah. It's pretty so, cool, actually. When it you really see. is. You know, I mean, I was watching Underground lakes. I think I was watching something, and it was talking about... I can't remember. It was uh, about this... Um, dinosaur or something that had gotten caught into this underground part of this cave system right. you know and uh when they were looking at everything it looked like you know you could see it but there were different chambers in this cave that were just in random places throughout the ground in there but they all connected through these little ways that you couldn't really get to as a human but there was one that like connected from another and they were looking at it and they're like i think this was the entrance they ended up finding this like entrance to this massive cave that this like triceratops thing ended up dying in like crazy. They uh, they just recently. Like I mean, those things are huge. Oh, yeah, right. For so, it to just walk it or whatever it was. Well, it was probably it, was it probably collapsed but, over time. Oh yeah, no, yeah. because this was in El Paso, mm -hmm. Texas, like in this just in this neighborhood, like this little hole. Even when he goes, I think this is it, and you could see the indention in the ground. And he goes, I think he goes, this is weird that it's right here. That was definitely it. You know, they figured it out that that was where it was in prehistoric times. Right. You know, which is so cool. You know. Well, they just recently opened up a cave that's been sealed for fifty-five million years in Russia, and um, they, they they haven't opened it up, exposed it like they put a you know, um, mm -hmm. an airlock and everything in there. Yeah. But there's creatures that have never seen the light of day in 55 million years that have evolved in this cave. Like, yeah, no, there's, there's frogs, there's spiders, there's, they have discovered 44, um, 44 unique, no, excuse me, 33 unique creatures, 44 creatures total. None of them have eyes because there's never been any source of light. Right. And uh, none of them have pigment on their skin. Because there's no sunlight. Right. But there is water and it is created it's created its own ecosystem in there. And the air is completely toxic to humans. So it was at one point it was um breathable oxygen. Yeah, like us. But over time, because it's been sealed for so long, the oxygen went away and it became a caustic, toxic environment that we wouldn't be able to survive in, but these creatures have evolved to live in that environment it's it's they equated it to um you know underwater fumaroles uh the creatures that live around the edge of these underwater um sulfuric vents mm -hmm. and stuff they said it's about the same process you know they don't have pigment they don't have eyes they are used to living in these toxic environments but it's crazy i mean the fact that we just unsealed this and it's been sealed for 55 million years right i mean Mogion Monster, I call it plausible. Next week, we're going to be talking about the Sedona Vortexes. What are those? Those are... I'm not going to talk about it now because it's for next week. <laughs> little teaser, little teaser. 